Hello everyone, welcome back to my channel, Briar Rose, Chapter 24. Remember when I thought my life hit rock bottom? That place is a citadel of awesomeness compared to where I am now. To recap, a zombie king named Jules just tied me up with thorny branches because I'm a Sleeping Beauty Life template. I shift under my bindings. As ropes go, these branches are pretty loose. That's the good part. The awful side is that these things encircle me from shoulder to waist. Plus, another loop of them goes around my ankles. That's what keeps me kneeling here. Fun times. And sure, the thorns scratch me all over. But that's not why I'm in pain right now. No. It's the scene before me that really hurts. Across the courtyard, Wolf Knox and Wolf Jules pace around each other and snarl. Every growl sends a shiver down my neck. The two of them will start fighting any second now, and since Knox cast a spell, one of them must die before the other can leave the courtyard. Please don't let it be Knox. At last, I still have my dagger. In all the commotion of Knox's arrival, Jules didn't take it away from me. I grip the weapon more tightly, angling the blade until it touches the bottom branch. After that, I saw the dagger back and forth until snap. The branch breaks in two. I freeze. That snapping sound was crazy loud. I glance over to Wolf Knox and Wolf Jules. Did they notice anything? Nope. Too busy growling at each other. Look at me. I saw away again. A second branch breaks. Yes. At the same time, Wolf Knox lunges at Wolf Jules. After that, both of them move so quickly. I can only see a blur of claws, fangs and fur. Low growls echo through the air. The ground shakes as bodies slam against the courtyard stones. The metallic spell, smell of blood fills the air. And Knox could be hurt. I have to get free to help him. Moving furiously, I slice through even more of the branches. Finally, enough to break so that I can fully move my arms. Twisting about, I cut through the loop of branches around my ankles and hop to my feet. I'm free again. There's no time to celebrate, though. The battle is heating up. Wolf Knox bites Wolf Jules in the throat. The coppery smell of blood grows even stronger. With a whip-fast motion, Wolf Knox slams Wolf Jules' skull onto the courtyard stones. A high-pitched crack echoes through the air. That must be Wolf Jules' skull breaking. Couldn't happen to a nice guy. An eerie silence follows. The air turns still. Behind me in the hotel, even the Denari have stopped their constant grumbling. Now... They're all just looking out the windows and staring silently at Wolf Jules. He still isn't moving. Hope sparks in my chest. Can Jules be really dead? With a whimper, Wolf Knox limps toward me. His one sleep back fur is torn and bloody. My breath catches. That looks bad. Even more blood drips from his muzzle. Hitching up my skirts, I race over to his side. My heat, my heat and heart. Everything pounds so hard, it slams against my chest. Knox is only a few feet away when he collapses on the ground. A crimson pool quickly forms around him. More blood. This is terrible. I kneel beside Wolf Knox and scan his injuries. Great swaths of fur have been ripped from his beautiful black coat. In some places, I can even see exposed muscle and bone. I stifle a gasp with every breath. His lungs gurgle and heave. Angling my body... I glance over to Wolf Jules. Already the tears in his patchwork, fur and knitting back together. He's healing up at shifter speed.
We don't have much time. A gently stroke wolf knocks his neck. What can I do to help? Run from here. Wolf knocks voices so low I can hardly hear him. Never come back. My blood turns cold. But you'll die. One of us has to. That's what the spell demands. I'm hurt too. I can't even heal myself anymore. You must escape while you still can. My mouth falls open with shock. Nox will die here. I can't accept that. I won't accept that. Closing my eyes, I think through everything I saw when Nox cast a spell with jewels. There must be some way around this spell. An idea appears. Wizard power comes from enchanted stones. I stare at the onyx pendant from Alec, which hangs on a silver chain around his neck. Maybe if I take the pendant, then I'll take the spell on myself as well. I stare at the dagger in my fist. I'm healthy, and I have a weapon. If I take on the spell, I can kill Jules. I set my dagger down, sliding both hands along Wolf Nock's neck. I reach for the chain's clasp. Nox flinches. No, if you take the stone, you must fight Jules. I unclasp the pendant. That's exactly what I want. A few yards away, Wolf Jules rolls over and moans. From this new angle, I can see an indentation in his head. It's a flat spot from where Knox pounded him on the courtyard. That's one serious injury. Unfortunately, his skull is already starting to heal. Jules will wake up again and soon. My mind is made up, Knox. I'm taking the stone and fighting. I reclass the pendant around my neck. The moment the pendant touches my skin, power slams into my body. Red light dances around me, wizard magic. For a moment, it flares even more brightly. After that, it disappears. My fingers brush the pendant. The spell is on me now. I scoop up the dagger and rise to stand. I'm ready. The moment the words leave my lips, I feel an untamed desire to defend Knox. A fierce sense of determination pulses through me. All of a sudden, silver specks of light appear in my vision. My limbs turn loose and sluggish. The very air seems to press in around me. The old lockbox rattles inside my soul. Oh no, I'm having an episode. I pull out my inhaler from where I hid it in the folds of my dress by my toga belt. For a second, I can only stare at the device on my palm. I know I need my medicine, but something about it just feels wrong. Wolf Knox raises his head. Don't take that. He looks to the sky and exhales a rattling breath. There's not much time before sunset either. Damn. I stare at the inhaler on my palm. It's clenched in my left hand while the dagger is still held in my right. What's in my medicine, Knox? Across the courtyard, Wolf Jules tries to get up. His forelegs are too shaky, though. He collapses again. I scan his head. It's about halfway healed. Please, what's wrong? Your dagger is nothing compared to a werewolf, and that medicine stops your wolf. My breath catches. My... my what? Knox lifts his muzzle to meet my gaze. Even that effort strains him. Colonel Mallory puts you under a slumber beast spell. Whenever you start to shift, it makes you freeze and fall asleep. That inhaler has predators been. It makes anywhere take human form. Once you're human, the slumber beast spell stops. I try to process that news. It doesn't make sense. I spent too many years told I'm powerless. The words of my aunt is playing and endless loop in my head. I'm weak, human, and a total failure. No. That's not right. My voice is barely a whisper. I think about the lockbox in my chest. Colonel Mallory said that he placed it in there 
and I had magic. Was he talking about the sombre beast as well? Across the courtyard, Wolf Jules groans and tries to rise again. His legs are wobbly, but he's making progress. His head looks almost fully healed. I check Knox's wounds. They don't look better after all. I've heard about this kind of thing. It happens when werewolves are close to death. I stare between the weapon in my left hand and the inhaler in my right. Worry squeezes my temples. I have to make the right decision. Taking the medicine will keep me awake so I can fight. No. Your best chance is to battle as a werewolf. And you do have a wolf inside you. I'm positive. With those words, my world splits in two. On one side, there's everything I've known until now. On the other side, there's Knox's answer to my question. How do you know this? Because you're my mate. No, that, that can't be right. Even as the words leave my mouth, Potter, my soul, knows it's the truth. I'm Knox's mate. He's the one who's haunted my dreams for years. Our connection has always been there. And the moment I saw him in Alex's office, some part of me recognised him. The lockbox inside my soul starts to shift. The internal walls press in more tightly around something inside. Something that isn't human. Could that be my wolf? Or perhaps even more? A short distance away, Wolf Jules gets back on all four paws. He tosses his head. The motion reminded me of someone who's waking up from a deep sleep. This is it. You're my mate says Knox, and we werewolves don't bond outside of our own kind and potency. That means you're at least as strong as I am. You can easily take Jules down. His words rattle around my mind. If I'm Knox's mate, then I'm werewolf. If I'm only as strong as you are, why are you so sure I can defeat Jules? Knox's eyes gleam with golden light. I felt the power in your soul, back in the charm. I reached out to your wolf. It was after Philpot left, remember? Yeah, there was a surge of power between us. That wasn't shifter power. It was something else. I don't know what it is, but I can tell you this. You're stronger than I am. You're stronger than Jules. You can face this fight and win. But first, you must set your wolf loose. Maybe this is all a lie, but it's the best shot I have to win. I dropped my inhaler. Whatever your plan is, I'm on board. I'm an alpha, and you're my mate. That means I can help release your wolf. Just keep looking into my eyes. This may feel like it takes a long time, but only a few seconds will actually pass. Are you with me? I am. Knox and I lock gazes. Instantly the world seems to freeze. I feel Knox's power moving through my veins. It's like an electrical charge that whips through my very soul. The energy calls to me over and over. It's demanding one thing. I must release my wolf. Suddenly the courtyard knocks and Jules all disappear. Instead, I find I'm trapped inside a, a lockbox made of wood. On instinct, I know exactly what's happened. I've taken on my wolf's point of view. Now I'm witnessing everything as she does, and she's trapped inside a container of magic that's been implanted in my soul. I spin about, scanning my prison. Wooden walls surround me. Every panel bears long grooves, marks that must have been made from my clawing and trying to get out. Magic keeps me confined, but Nox's power calls to me, urging me to escape past the barriers. Escape. Looking up, I see the box's wooden lid is closed. 
not for long. With all my strength, I leap up with the box slid. As I move, coloured lights begin flashing all around me, red, gold and silver. My human mind knows those represent the three different shades of magic. But my human mind isn't in charge now. Instead, I'm mainly thinking with the wolf's brain, and all she can focus on is escape. Her limbs, my limbs, are huge, covered in white fur, and end in paws the size of dinner plates. I jump higher this time. The warmth of Nox's power surges, surges me on. I get so close my front paws scratch the lid. Then a chill sets in my bones. Nox's power is fading. Panic heightens all my senses. My wolf knows there's only one reason why Nox would leave us. He's dying. Leaning back on my haunches, I jump again and again in a frenzy of action. The wood slams into my bones. The deep grooves scrape across my fur. But no matter how hard I try, I can't scale the wall. I don't even get close to the lid anymore. The connection with Nox snaps. I shiver with icy fear. A heartbeat later, I find myself back on the courtyard outside the hotel. The sun has almost disappeared on the horizon. Wolf Nox lies beside me. His eyes closed, his chest barely moving. Wolf Jules glares at us for a few yards away. He tried to awaken your wolf, didn't he? Well, it's too late now. Your animal is gone. My eyes widen. What has Scarlet said in that magic quarantine group so long ago? You must awaken your wolf by sundown on your 18th birthday, or you lose your animal forever. I search my soul again. Frantically looking for my inner wolf. It was so easy to find her a moment ago, but now I feel nothing. My heart sinks. Jules is right. My aunties are right. Even Madame Grimoire was right. I'm a failed sleeping beauty template. Nothing more. Golden light shimmers in Wolf Jules' eyes as he transforms back into his human state. Since I took on the spell from Knox, Jules can change forms now. I'd be disgusted by the fact that he's naked, but I'm too worried about Knox to care. I rise to stand, placing my body between Jules and Wolf Knox. The dagger is gripped firmly in my fist. Spell or no spell, you'll never touch Knox. We'll see. Jules is only a few feet away when I attack, rushing forward. I raise the dagger high. Jules lifts his hand, red light grows across his palm. My weapon flies out of my own grip and into Jules's hand. A satisfied gleam shines in his dark eyes as he raises his blade high. Say goodbye to Knox. No! I rush forward, trying to stop him. But Jules moves with super human speed. I barely take on a half step when he plunges the blade deep into Wolf Knox's chest. Jules pulls the dagger free and turns to me. You're next. The world seems to freeze as I stare at Wolf Knox. He isn't moving at all. This can't be true. Knox is dead. Jules killed him. With that realisation, something deep inside of me snaps. It's my wolf. She's back and howling for a lost Alva. An instinct I'd never known before takes over my entire body. Golden light clouds my vision. My bones crack and realign. Fur bursts across my skin. My teeth lengthen into fangs. I become a wolf. Power streams through my limbs. I see the last curve of the sun touch the horizon line. The sun hadn't fully set. My wolf was still alive. 
And now she's free. Knox, I will avenge you. With a great growl, I leap up at Jules. My massive paws knock him onto his back. Even before we hit the ground, I've locked my teeth onto the pink flesh of the throat. Warm flood flows into my mouth. Jules' body transforms beneath me. Within a span of a heartbeat, he turns back into a massive wolf. I lose my grip on his throat and fall backward. Wolf Jules charges at me. My wolf instincts take over, and I latch my teeth onto the back of his hind leg, chomping hard enough to break bone. Wolf Jules retaliates by kicking me with such force I go sliding across the courtyard. I quickly write myself to stand again. Wolf Jules transforms back into his human form. He rests all his weight on his left foot. Blood streams down his right leg. He turns to the hotel. Denari, come. The doors swing open. Denari race toward the courtyard, but slam against the invisible barrier. They can't cross the threshold. I lift my muzzle, showing off the pendant. I wear this now. As long as I'm alive, you can't call anyone out to help you. So it would seem. Jules sneers, but you can't change your carries a spell. And not change some of the rules. I'm sure you noticed how I used wizard magic to take back my dagger. The dagger. My first stands an end. Jules did use magic to reclaim it. And we were able to change forms from wolf to humans too. Jules raises his hand. Clouds of silver fairy dust appear around his fingers. You needed to say the full incantation for the spell to take hold. Now that it will do you any good, I suppose now. A lot of weight dread settles in my stomach. Jules is going to cast another fairy spell on me. When it comes to me, there's only one spell that Jules likes. The stupid thorns. Jules lowers his hands and the two bands of silver smoke stream out from the palm of his right hand right at me. This time, one slams into my muzzle while the other hits my spine. Both instantly transform into more thorny branches and these cause are the thickest ones yet with heavy spikes that pierce my skin. I'm wrapped from snout to tail like a mummy. A cord even loops through my mouth to stop me from speaking. I shiver with panic, what made me think I could fight jewels, even as a wolf. I writhe under the thorny bindings, but this time, they're super tight. The branches don't give an inch. It's over. I've lost. Jewels limps closer until he looms over me. This is the last time I'll say this, Briar Rose. You were a sleeping beauty template, nothing more, and now you will spend eternity as my obedient wife. As those words, I hear them, and an odd sense of calm washes over me. I spent my life being told who I am and what I can do. Now I have precious seconds to live. The last action I take on this earth will be as the person I want to become, not who I'm being told I should be. And who do I want to be? Someone with power. I'm desperate. So I try something I've never done before. I seek out the lockbox of power Colonel Mallory has set into my soul. Minutes ago, I saw the cold lights of magic inside the container shift a wizard and fairy. I need all of that power now. I picture the lockbox in my mind's eye. It's a square of dark wood that's covered in ruins. Cold light peeps out along the seams. My wolf was set free from there. More magic still lies inside. With my focus, I order that the container break wide open. In my head, I see the box rattle on its hinges, 
Cracks form along the seams. Beams of silver, gold and red light pulse through the thin cracks in its exterior. The lockbox in my soul rattles more fiercely than ever before. After that, it bursts open. The lid rips off. Light pours out. Strength enters my limbs. I shake off the thorny branches like they were tissue paper. A new kind of power leaks across my fur, connecting me with energies that I never knew existed. Multiple lights pulse around me in a cloud. Fresh energy courses through my soul. This is what has been locked up inside me all this time. It's all three kinds of magic. Some small corner of my mind cries out that this situation is impossible. I'm regular briar rose. That's all. I shove the thoughts aside. Somehow, these powers got inside me. At this point, it doesn't really matter how it happened. All I know is that the magic is here, and I will use it. You can't wield this power, says Jules. Stop before you kill yourself. His words smell rancid. On instinct, I know he's lying. Think I can't handle this power. Watch me. I focus on the cloud of cold magic that encircles me. I imagine the energy flowing into the flagstones that cover the ground. As soon as a thought crosses my mind, the magic heeds my wishes and streams around Jules' feet. The courtyard stones glow with a mixture of red, silver and golden light. I bare my teeth and command the magic further. Take him. Branches lined with thorns burst out from under the glowing stones. For a moment, they hover upright, reminding me of a circle of massive rattlesnakes getting ready to strike. And they attack. The branches loop around Jules' wrapping him up like a mummy. It's the same way I was confined just a few minutes ago. Jules no longer looks like a man, but a humanoid cocoon of wooden thorns. Everything is silent for a few seconds. As down alert, knowing Jules may launch counter-strike. Multiple lights flash out between the breaks in the branches. Jules breaks three. This time he's back in his wolf form. He howls. His voice sounds like a hundred werewolves calling at once. I let out a low snarl. I saw this happen before, when Jules first fought Knox. He said it took him some magic to get all the souls inside him under control. Why would Jules need to get them under control again? A ghostly version of a wolf appears by Jules' side. It's grey with deep black pits for eyes. Another appears, then a third. That's when I realise the truth. Jules isn't getting the other wolves inside him under control. He's setting them loose. All the spirits that Jules have consumed over the years, they're now being released to fight me. And I can't leave the courtyard until the battle is done. A hundred spirit wolves stand around Jules. Then ghostly witches and wizards appear. All of them wear dark cloaks and angry faces. Spirits of fairies fill the skies. Their wings unfurl and unmoving. They stare at me with hollowed out eyes. Wolf Jules tenses his muscles. Attack! Thousands of angry spirits all fly at me at once. The wolves chomp on my legs. Fairies tear at my ears and rip at my tail. The witches and wizards carry daggers that plunge deep in my chest. I scan my limbs looking for damage. There is none. My body is whole. That reality doesn't stop their attacks from hurting, just as if each one were really happening. And that's when I realise what they're doing. They're tearing apart my soul. Jill starts closer, his paws clacking against the stone ground. Hurts, doesn't it? Not pleasant to have your spirit destroyed. You should have set up for giving me your body. I crumple onto my knees. 
The pain is nothing like I've ever felt. A thousand bites, slices and tears overwhelm me at once. I turn my focus inward back to the lockbox of power. It's still there and strong. Jules is wrong. They didn't destroy my soul. Arching my back, I let loose the mother of all howls. The sound is deafening. The forest shakes. Windows in the hotel crash forward. Coloured lights surround me. The flashes of brightness expand. Soon a shifting cloud of red, gold and silver brightens. It covers the courtyard. The spirits hover in place. Their hollow eyes locked on me. I'm not sure what those gazes mean, but they look surprisingly like hope. There's one figure who isn't frozen by the mist. Jules returns to his human form. His hands balled into fists. I'll kill you, Briar Rose. Raid heats my bloodstream. This man is evil, through and through. All of a sudden, it's crystal clear what this has always been about. My power. It's why Jules wanted to consume my abilities in the first place. It's why Colonel Mallory hid my powers with that lockbox and the slumber bee spell. It's why my aunties pretended I was human and weak. There's no doubt in my mind. The source of all my pain has been Jules, and I'm not the only one he's hurt. These many tortured souls hover around me now, and I know they're asking for release. The worst of all his crimes is that Jules killed Knox. I pace at the courtyard floor, my wolf body rippling with fury. I turn to face Jules head on. This is over. Now. The lights flare more brightly than ever before. All the spirits in the clouds fade away, smiling as they vanish. That's not what happens to Jules, though. He's still in human form, as the coloured lights enter his body. Brightness erupt under his skin, turns into fire. The flames engulf him. Within seconds, Jules is nothing but a pile of ashes. With him, the cuddle lights vanish as well. Jules is dead. Did I really kill him with magic? I suppose I did. But what does that mean? I shake my head. The answer to that question lies in the book of magic. Until it's fully translated, there isn't much I can do. I already know what my abilities bring, but it's nothing good. From my aunties to Philpot, my otherworldly gifts, I've only attracted trouble. Even worse, those I love are targeted too. I make a solemn vow. Until I fully understand my magic, I will never speak of it to another soul. No one saw what happened today. No one needs to know. Besides, I have more important things to worry about right now. Like getting out of here with Knox's body. Behind me, Knox moans softly. Every nerve ending in my body goes on alert. He's still alive. Quickly return to my human form, which means I'm totally naked. Fortunately, Jules' military coat is nearby, so I quickly put it on and kneel beside Wolf Knox. You're alive. I kiss the top of his head. I'll get you out of here. Don't worry. I scan his wounds. No improvement. I check the pocket of Jules' coat, hoping to find a cell phone or car key. There's nothing. I scan the old hotel. Maybe there are some sheets in there, or a cot I could use to roll Knox to safety. It's not much of a plan, but it could work. Suddenly, hundreds of denarii come pouring out of the hotel and onto the courtyard. They're in different kinds of dress. Some modern, some in togas. Others wear ratty wigs and tattered long coats. All of them are filthy. They have the sunken-in cheekbones, grey skin, you'd expect to see from a pack of zombies. 
those are Jules Denari. They couldn't leave the hotel because I was still alive and the spell was in action. Well, Jules must definitely be dead now because the whole zombie army is coming for us. To add insult to injury, Blanche is leading the group. She holds a kitchen cleaver in her right hand and has bloodlust in her eyes. Clearly, she still wants a bite of me. Actually, looking into her greedy face, I think she wants more than just one bite. Closing my eyes, I focus on the lockbox of magic inside my soul. I opened it before. I can do it again. I order the container to release its power. Nothing happens. Come on. I try again, but it's the same result. Zero magic. I can feel the energy inside me, but I can't make it come out. And the denarii are closing in. Guess I'll have to go with plan B. I pick up Jules's dagger from the flagstones. Somewhere in all this craziness, this one thing survived. It's not much, but it's what I've got. I move into battle stance. All my lessons in self-defense take through my mind. I can take down five or ten of these guys. Easy. After that, I'll wing it. This is a bizarre situation after all. Who knows what's possible? A voice sounds in my ear. Protect our mate. From the bottom of my soul, I know my wolf is speaking to me in my mind. I reply. I will. As the Denara close in, I have a grim but satisfying thought. And if I should fall here, at least I'll go down at my Alpha's side. No, at my mate's side. This isn't the ending to any fairy tale template, but I'm not sure I want to follow someone else's path anymore. This time, the choice is all mine. And that is the next chapter of Briar Rose. Hmm, she beat him. That's excellent. Please come back when we continue on to the next chapter. And many blessings.